Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast episode, episode. 492. A little stank on that. Happy to be back. Mitch and I, after a week off, it is January 19th. Uh, we are talking Bucks trade deadline draft. We'll be drafting our favorites uh, for the Bucks, who could help the Bucks. Uh, we're also going to talk about Rogers' percentages. Will he be back? Will he retire? Will he get traded? We'll get into that. Maybe a little NFL playoffs as well. And then we will talk about the Brewers making a move and tripping on their dick yet again. But the guy on the other side of the Zoom, not on the ones and twos, uh, which that's for the old school listeners. Uh, Mitch, what's happening, buddy? What it is, what it do. Just uh, <laughs> chilling, watching the... NBA game of the night for yeah. Wednesday, uh, the Grizzlies and the Cavs, not our friends at ESPN who want us to watch Hawks and Mavs, two mediocre to bad teams that yeah. have have one one guy centric offenses that are just miserable to watch. Um, said I wanted to watch uh, Grizzlies and Mavericks or excuse, Grizzlies and Cavs, excuse me, Mavs and Cavs had me fucked up. No, there, it's but, okay. uh, it's all right. Grizzlies and Cavs. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know. For the the casuals, this would be this would be the game you'd want to see. Now, no Donovan Mitchell, but that's okay. I just you get you got you, you know you're rooting for Memphis here as much as I don't really like them. Um, you know, got got to keep the Cavs down, and right. we get the Cavs this weekend. So yep. and with maybe uh, hopefully it's, hopefully it'll be the return of Giannis and Middleton. Maybe yeah, maybe the full the full artillery back. It's shaping up to be quite the Saturday because you we're have... all gonna be we're all gonna be so disappointed when fucking one or both of them's <laughs> out again. It's quite the Saturday though because if they do play, you not only you do you have wild card weekend, you have probably the celebration of our guy Twigs shout out or belated birthday uh, wish, and. Mm-hmm. You have Marquette Seton Hall at three, so that kicks you off right before the the wild card round, and then you have Bucks Cavs at night. It's pretty good. It's kind of yeah. you're you're able to uh, to do both. You know, hopefully they have all the games on. Uh, not not trying to uh, to section it off, but yeah, there we have it. So oh, and I was free pod. You told me you were watching that game, and I was like, it's crazy. Nuggets uh, Bucks aren't going to be on ESPN next weekend. That's because it is Nets Sixers. So I can understand them going with Nets Sixers over Bucks Nuggets. But again, the uh the non cashies will uh will be watching the uh the Bucks and the Nuggets Jokic Giannis next. Is that Wednesday ABC night you're talking? Oh Wednesday. Yes, night. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So speaking of the box, let's get into it. Uh, the trade deadline is a few weeks away. Uh, we are we're approaching it. I think it's been really quiet. It's been really kind of eerily quiet. Um, some people have said this might be one of the quieter deadlines. Now I feel like we've heard that before, and then all of a sudden there is a flurry of moves. There are people who will want to tank for Victor Webmanyama. There are some teams who might be kind of hanging around and they're like, you know what? We can pull the ripcord here and try to get the French freak, French alien, however you want to call him. And also the other guys that are going to be at the top of that draft. Cause it's a very, very good draft with Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller from Alabama. Uh, there's another kid from overtime elite that I'm forgetting his name. I think it's like Henderson. It might be Henderson. No, it's not Henderson. He'll scoot. 
Uh, I forget his name. Uh, There's the, the, the twin, the Thompson twins. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah. 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 Ovin Thompson or something like, like that. There's like Amen Thompson. Avon, Avon. Yeah. It's like Avon a- Thompson. Amen. 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 It's, Amen. That's the way it's spelled. I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't know anything about the game. No, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, you know, they're all playing overtime elite, not, not actually playing in college, whatever. It's fun. Um, fun. Yeah. Is it uh fun fact? There's also an eighties, uh, new wave, uh, band called the Thompson twins. Oh, there you go. Uh, a little so, more, the more, you know, but I anyways, always think about that when I, when I see the stuff about those, those dudes. The trade, the trade market should be pretty hot. I, I just, you don't, you don't think that it's going to be cold, right? Like you don't agree with some of the prognosticators that are like, yeah, this is actually going to be a quiet um, deadline. Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought because, you know, you have probably more parity than ever in the NBA this season. Yep. Um, in terms of the, at least that I can remember, it's, it's been better the last couple of years, but I think it's really rounded into a state where there's, you know, you could probably make a case for, I don't know, 10 teams that could win the championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty close, which, you know, growing up and, and certainly like really 2010 till about 2019, it was basically the Cavs or the Warriors or the Heat, whoever, whatever team LeBron was on, and then the Warriors. And now, uh, you know, the Warriors easy, easily could have been back, but they've, you know, fucked they around all year. They, yeah, they can't win on the road. They just decide, right. like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing on the road. Are they just going out and hanging out? And, like, they're like, nah, we're just going to fuck around and Who knows? not want to win basketball games. But when we're at home, Curry. we want to put on a good show for the fans. Yeah, so they're they're basically unbeatable at home, but can't win on the road. So I, I don't know. And then I mean, so and then the East is, you know, for a while there it looked like the Bucks and Celtics were going to run away and hide, and then the Bucks got got cued here the last month, yeah. month and a half. No, I mean they've had they've had a tough schedule. It's been it's been well documented at this point that, you know, really since December first, it's been, you know, pretty rough. In terms of just like all December, they never played a game, you know, at home. two games in the in the same spot. You know, they right. had they had to travel for every game basically, right? Mm-hmm. And and then in, and now in January, up until basically this point, they played just a shitload of games. Um, with yeah. you know some with, with a little more balance in January, but just a lot of games in general. And, and now you've you've seen some resting and stuff like that, so. And to cut in real quick, like they also have had a ton of sickness. They had the flu. Everyone had the flu for like a couple of weeks, right? Drew was sick. Uh, Marjan was sick. Who knows? There might have been other guys that were sick that we just didn't know about. That, were that was it. that was a while ago, but yeah. But wasn't that in December? Okay, I mean, yeah, that was probably a month ago or more. Well, you used the December schedule as the example, so yeah, I I do think it is wide the hell open. And, and yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. There is that possibility that it might just be a couple teams like the Detroits, the Houstons of the world that where you're picking off guys. And so yeah. what we're going to do here today is we're going to talk about reasonable options. We're not going to put together trade packages. Uh, if we had more time and we, you know, did this for a living, uh, I think we would actually come up with the actual trade package. Um, yeah. They're, they're going to be realistic dudes. Um, so it's not like we're like, oh yeah, they're gonna trade, uh, trade for Zach Levine. Like that's not happening. You know what I mean? Uh, um, th- th- which I don't want Zach Levine, but that's eh. just a a good example. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. 
might take him. Um, and try to think if there are any other rules that we have on this. We're going to do three. Um, because I am a gentleman and the Bucks are your team, I will gift you the first pick. We'll just go back and forth. So one of of two four two four six, you'll have one three and five, and we can't have the same guy. So if your your guy gets taken, you got to pick somebody else. Okay. Well, first I want to preface and kind of as you said, realistic trades. I I tweeted I think it was uh, Tuesday morning because uh, I started to see a ton of trade talk and stuff on the on the timeline on the on the new for you tab on, on your you, twitter app real quick uh, what do you think of that do you like it so not really because i so twitter used to be where you could just flip on it you could flip it to uh the for you essentially or mm-hmm. just keep it strictly chronological well, i i had switched to strictly chronological and i kind of left it that way for quite some time now Damn. you do see some interesting shit uh in the for you tab so, and it's, it's kind of tailored, but it, it's a little too much like of people you don't follow. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, uh, so I, I tweeted something saying like the Bucks just don't have the assets to get like a Kyle Kuzma who, mm-hmm. if he's available would probably be the top dog on the market. I think, yeah. um, you know, you're not getting, I don't think we're getting Emmanuel quickly. I'm sorry. I would love it uh, as a, as a young guy on a, on a cheap deal. At the moment, um, I think he would solve a lot of quickness issues that this team has and stuff like that. Uh, I'd love it, but I just don't think that there's really a, a, a trade fit with the Knicks. You know, I don't think we can offer what what they'd want back for somebody like that. I would assume that they're trading quickly, maybe to get to get us another All Star, right? You would mm-hmm. think. Oh yeah, uh, like if the like, I don't understand why the Knicks want to trade quickly. Like I would. I, unless you're trading for like a Levine, to your point, an All Star, like yeah, you if you're making a big deal, if you're making like a big dick nuts on the table, Donovan Mitchell deal, yeah, trade quickly. But if you're not, like it's you're just trading, you know, the guys that are available. Like you do not trade Kuzma, for example, for quickly. Like I do not put Kuzma in that. And keep your young assets until you really need them. And I know the Knicks have been known to hold on to their assets and then somehow don't use them. But still, you you got to kind of stay the course and not rush a trade. Right. You're probably not getting Jordan Clarkson either. I just think the way he's played this year, I just don't know, you know, the way Utah, I know that they've been kind of a little more what they should have been the last month or so. But I just, I feel like when you consider the thing with like Kuzma and Clarkson in particular, <clears throat> excuse me, is that there's going to be a ton of, contenders that are looking for this dude or a guy right. like that. So, you know, it's not like the Bucks are the only team out there looking to looking to improve their team. So yeah. Clarkson is a is a free agent after next year though, right? Like that's that's accurate that he's a free agent after this year. I think so, yeah. It's so like expiring. so the value isn't as significant for Jordan Clarkson. And I, I'll True. just also add he's not on my list. But I and I think this is a really you're setting this up very nicely, and I, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, the one other thing to note on Clarkson is just that we thought about that we had the same conversation about PJ Tucker, and we're like, there's no way they're going to be able to yeah. get PJ Tucker. And John Horst pulled out a unbelievable trade out of his ass. Clarkson actually does have one year left at 14-2, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So after this season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 
if he, his cap table is probably something like he has five, 5 million left for this year and then 14 million. So like you're looking about a 19 million in addition money. Well, so having said that, you know, I mean, you got, you got to keep, keep it. I don't know. And, and you got, I guess you no. have to consider too, you have to consider too, some of these teams may sell guys for, for less because they, they want to tank for one bunny, one bunny. I'm on, it's going to get, right. going to get heated there. I think. Uh, oh yeah. Down the stretch. So, well, and the other thing is, is like to your assets point, I, I have not have been that impressed with Bobby Portis this season. But I know they're probably not going to trade Bobby Portis. I yeah. I just I don't think from a chemistry perspective, from a just team inspected like fans, I I just I can't see Bobby getting traded. Yeah, do I want Bo- Do I want Bobby to play more fucking defense? Absolutely, he needs right. to. Um, it is a real problem. I saw Ben Thompson. So it was like a clip that Bobby, I think, was doing with Sirius XM talking about how he wanted to win six man of the year. And Ben was like, how about you play some defense first? Like, yeah. absolutely. Like, Bobby's never been good, but he is a fucking turnstile this year. Yeah. And the shooting hasn't been. He's down to like 33 oh, percent, I think oh, they said God. on the broadcast last night. Yeah. He's 33. And he's been like over 40 the last couple of years, which is a little bit inflated for sure. And, yeah. you know, shooters, this is menace. this is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true, but we don't need to give that guy any time. No. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think probably your, your untouchables for the box are Giannis, obviously drew uh, Chris is Pat. in there. Um, Pat, Bobby and Brooke, I would say are not, are not moving um, right. regardless. Um, maybe Middleton. I, I don't know, but I, I that's, that's uh, obviously, a I, think, rod topic that, I think that's an off-season to topic. Honestly, though, I think if you're going to move Middleton, yeah. it's an off-season question. Because yeah. you could do a sign-and-trade with somebody and upgrade your roster, and if that's the direction they want to go, then maybe that's it. But I don't think it's happening during the season. I don't think you right. shake that apple cart up that much. No, I, I would mostly agree with that for sure, unless some sort of crazy you know, something offer happens. Mm-hmm. Where you got you got to match money. Like I don't know. There's a Damian Lillard has a blow up in Portland. Sure. Yeah, and, something uh, like that. Yeah. You know. So All right. Let's th- let's th- get thinking about that. That those are basically you know you're untouchable. Yeah. So I guess let's get going. I'll, I'll yep. take my 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 first one in terms of realistic trade targets. I dare I say Alec Burks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Alec Burks would be an, a nice addition. He can move the offense. He could I've, make sure. I've always wanted the guy for some reason. Uh, just one of those guys that he's probably been available for the last three years, and you know, just haven't found a way to uh, to bring him bring him to the to the cream city. And yeah, I mean, every time you watch the guy, it's he's a solid player. I mean, he's he's not. Um, an all-star, but he's six, six handle the ball, as you said, and could run the offense with a second unit, you know, with a Joe Ingles out there, maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and got pretty good numbers this year. He shoots 47% from the floor, 45 from three, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, That's really good. I I don't know if, if he's priced out assets, assets wise either. I don't, you know, 
Detroit's always a weird one, I feel like, because, you know, they're clearly a rebuilding slash tanking team, but then they go out and get Boyan Bogdanovich, which was a pretty good trade for them. And, you know, he's been, he's been their best player. So we'll see how, I guess, aggressive they are, but I feel like Alex Burks is, is, is reasonably attainable. Yeah, I mean, he has a $10 million left this year, and then it's a club option, 10.4 next year. So if you bring him in, you can punt that contract or restructure that deal, whatever you want to do. But yeah, 6'6", six, six, the only drawback is he has had a lot of injury problems. So even if you're trading assets away for it, there is that fear that he might get hurt. I realize that is a fear well, with every, every guy you draft. Yeah, I know, I know. But some guys are more injury prone than others. And you just worry, can he hold up for three rounds of the playoffs? Yeah, that's fair. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm going to stay with Detroit. I'm going to go with Boj- Bo- Bojan Bogdanovich. Um, I mean, this guy, talk about perfect, right? The Bucks have their three-point shooting has come to life in the last week or so. I think Marzan had that they are like the third best uh, three-point shooting team, I think, in the last week or so. Um, still, it could be improved. And if you could just have Bojan hang out in the corner, shoot threes from Giannis and Drew passes all day long, give it to me. Yes, it would not necessarily help the Bucks from an athleticism perspective, um, but I think he has a shooting. He's also really good in the clutch. Um, I think that matters, and I would welcome uh, Bojan to the team. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like I said, he's he's been the best player on on a you know not great Detroit team, but um, yeah, I, I would I would enjoy. He's he's always been a really solid player. Certainly for Utah, he had that game winner against the Bucks a couple of years ago. That, yeah, uh, that was brutal. You know, I won't forget. And nope. um, you know, just really, yeah, you laid it out pretty good. He's not not gonna really wow you with athleticism, but um, I don't know. Well, I guess where, because you have to assume that Middleton's healthy and, mm-hmm. at, you know, we're talking April and beyond. And would you see a lineup of like holiday Grayson, Middleton, Bogdanovich and Giannis or something, or like yeah, you Mid- probably... Middleton and Middleton and Bogey and Giannis and Brooke. Yeah, I, uh, it might be too slow. I I think you need a guy like Grayson out there. I think you need a guy like Holiday out there. Um, you can't really put like. I think you'd look at like Utah tape. Did Boyan and Ingles play together? How do they work together? If there's some familiarity there, if they did well, if the numbers show like wow. They were really they had some really good on on off splits. Like let's let's roll with that. I, I feel like that'd be too slow, but maybe the numbers say differently. Um I I just think it would help, you know, their wing depth, which I think they need, right? And yeah. no one no one loves a Caucasian or just white, I know he's European, uh wings like Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's very true. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I just yeah, I mean, I, I'd certainly I'd be down if they could figure out a way to do it. Um, yep. But if, I mean, Grayson probably goes out in that deal, doesn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. He would. Yes. Yeah. So, so that would probably be a, a Allen or a, maybe a second round pick. I don't think you'd give a first. I don't think he he's worth that. Um, 
And I know we're not doing a ton of a ton of trades. Maybe you need to get another team involved, um, just to just to make it make it work and to make sure that there's enough assets there. Who knows? Um, he this is last year of his deal though. Um, on a it's nineteen million dollars, so it's an expiring. It's a pretty heavy contract, but he will be also playing for a contract in 2023, 2023 And I, you have to think that that is a good motivating factor, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He'd, he'd have to push for another deal. Uh, I, I'll go, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, for my next pick, I think I would go with Eric Gordon yeah. from the Rockets. You know, a another Houston defector that has played in a ton of big games. It's been a while. But um, clearly miserable in Houston, and um, I don't blame him. You know, he's Eric Gordon's our age, hilariously enough. <laughs> and uh, I remember him going to – I remember college, was, the Bruce Pearl, was, the Bruce Pearl controversy. Was supposed, he, he was supposed to go to Illinois, right? Then he ended up going yep. to Indiana. Yeah, because Bruce Pearl snitched. Right. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think he would be – ideal three and D guy can create his own shot a little bit. Could probably guard. He basically, to me, if you would have drew and Eric Gordon as your backcourt in a playoff series nightmare, I mean, I think he can do uh, Grayson goes out in that deal. I would, you know, reckon, um, but he can certainly more than fill the void. I think then, uh, with, with that Grayson Allen would leave him. He can do everything Grayson can do and is probably a significantly better defender. Right. So um, that frankly should have been my number one pick, but I'm, I'm just not sure, you know, how realistic the, well, the, re, the, re, the he, return would be for Houston that we could the provide. Fa- the fact of the matter is he's 34, right? Like yeah. he's old and he's on a non-guaranteed deal next year. Um, it's 20 million. It only vests if uh, he's an all-star or 500 minutes, 750 regular season plus playoffs, plus a Houston championship. That is per Woj and Bobby Marks. I don't think they're going to get there uh, with the 750 and a Houston championship. Uh, if, I don't think they're, don't think that's happening uh, for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at it and I say, all right, yeah, to all your points, yes. So I do think it would not be that expensive. I think some of the Gordon numbers this year can be taken with a grain of salt. That guy's not happy. Doesn't want to necessarily be there. Um, I think there is a bulldog mentality with him. I think to your point, he's been there before. He knows kind of what what is needed out of him. I think it would be a breath of fresh air for him because he's played on so many bad Houston teams for the last couple of years. That, that could be a spark. You do see that sometimes with these trades where it's a guy mm-hmm. who's been on a perpetually bad team and then he just plays on a good team for the first time in a very long time. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like, you know, they, they get the buddy who just starts having sex for the first time after, like, two two years being single and he's just fucking everything in sight and can't be, can't be happier. Well, and I think if, if you were to do an area, the P.J. Tucker comparisons would be oh, immediate yeah. just because it's like – you know, PJ, when we traded for him, nobody really saw that coming. And, you know, in hindsight, we all know that he thought he was going to Miami uh, and ended up going there in free agency. But um, 
just a yeah a guy that you know you don't know what's left and then you know pj was i think the training staff worked with him when he when he got here and he didn't play for like a month after we traded him that was traded for him oh i remember how infuriating that was it was very infuriating but it turned out turned out to, to be obviously the right move and which all the talk about resting guys and stuff you know as much as it pisses me off it's gonna help probably in april but um Anyway, you know, so if, if they could – and P.J. was clearly able to sell out in those playoff series. I know that, like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, Kevin Durant fucking busted our ass, but P.J. made it really hard on him, and I think that he did, was able to do just enough to to let us win that series against Brooklyn. And, you know, why couldn't Eric Gordon be have a similar type um, trajectory if he were to come here? You know, a guy coming from Houston, getting out of a bad situation – um you would think would be would be a rejuvenating thing no doubt no doubt about it man speaking of other guys with rejuvenation my next pick is going to be josh richardson it's i i would not be as happy with josh richardson as it would be with eric gordon josh richardson much younger but another guy that would really help you defensively in that second unit and i i think that second unit needs a lot of help defensively i think we've seen it the last few games without Giannis, the rebounding has been an absolute joke. Uh, giving up 150 points in the first half in the last two games to Indiana and Toronto. Indiana's offense good, Toronto not. Um, I just think that that second unit needs help, and I think that Josh Richardson can provide that. He is a good three-point shooter. Um, I know he had some struggles in Boston. You know, he's not having a good year this year, only 35% from three. But I do still think you maybe you can unlock him with with the right you know combination. So I, I'm still I'm still a high on on Josh Richardson and would love your thoughts on on that as a pick. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I, I would think that he would be one of the more affordable dudes around yep. the trade deadline, and got a little bit of length, and not a tremendous offensive player, but no. I think he's capable can. I mean, I think he he was kind of a point guard when he first came in the NBA, um, so can handle the ball, and you know that's what we're always looking for on the on the uh, certainly coming off the the bench or you know he I think he would fit in some type of nine man rotation in the playoffs, um, so I mean yeah it'd be okay I I think I'd be more okay with it once I saw the return and if it was. You know, just like a second round pick or something. See, yeah, I think that's all you need. I mean, he has a very cheap deal. It's twelve million dollars. Then he's an unrestricted free agent next year. I don't think you'd need to actually trade a, a a player. Like, I don't think you'd need to trade Grayson Allen, right? Maybe no. the rights. You'd, to you'd have to probably match some some money. Yeah, maybe the rights to Hugo Basson or something like that. Um, that seems like a very Spurs like thing to do. Well, Although I and like probably like. George Hill and Jordan yeah. Law or something. Yeah, maybe like George Hill million. back back to San Antonio. Um, one, yeah, one last ride. Oh yeah, that's right. He does live there. I I could see that actually if we're putting it all together. Although it would worry me if the Spurs wanted Basson, then I'd be like, oh, this guy's this guy's gonna be fucking good. If they if they want Hugo Basson, like is that is that still... the is that the reputation the Spurs still have? Do they have this like uh just with just with foreign guys. Just yeah. with foreign guys that I not like they're they're not like the Rays, right? You never want to do deals with the Rays, although that did right. work out for the Brewers. So maybe maybe not um, with Willie Thomas. But yeah, I uh, 
I don't. Uh, I, I I think it's just the just the foreigners where you you worry a little bit about that with San Antonio. All right, who's your third yeah. pick? Uh, so I've done two guards. I kind of wanted to go with a forward. And God, um, I don't really want Jay Crowder, although okay. I'm not picking him. Maybe you will. I don't I'm know. Not. So maybe maybe I'll just shut up. But no, real quick, have- real quick on Jay Crowder. It, that would be more like PJ Tucker, where it's like a dude that could guard a Kevin Durant in a series and wear him down and not have to be expected any offense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I'm just afraid Phoenix wants a lot and or more than they should. And there's going to be a bunch of teams that want him. So I just don't know where the Bucks would be able to stack up with Jay Crowder. So having said that, I guess I'll, I'll say Kelly Oubre if that's okay. if that's realistic. I, I I don't know where Charlotte is. I mean, they're obviously horrible, and unless they play the Bucks, and <laughs> um, I don't even what, what's his deal. I don't know. You know what Kelly Oubre's contract? He has is. an out. El- yeah, but, I'll check his contract, but he has an elbow injury right now. So right, he's hurt. Can can you trade injured guys? I think you can. Okay. I didn't know if the league doesn't allow. I have no. I have no idea on that rule. He has. I'm guessing that as long as as long as a team looks at the medicals and is satisfied, I think that you know, would the Bucks be dumb enough to trade someone that's out for the year? Trade no. for someone? No, probably not. Herb but... Cole Bucks, yes. Um, John Horse Bucks, no. Yeah. Um, Ubre yeah. cut in. Um, Ubre has a 12.6 left on his uh, deal, and then he's a unrestricted free agent next year. Yeah, I think he was. I think he might have been unrestricted this past offseason. I think he just came back to Charlotte. Um, so he, yeah, he's got a, a left hand sprain, is what. Oh, I thought it was I an elbow. Here. So. Oh, yeah, I mean he's he's an interesting cat. Um, he's extremely long, very athletic, really good. Four defender. to six expected to miss four to six weeks, and that was like last week. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean he'd be back in time when you for when you needed him. I'm just trying to think of a guy that could guard a Kevin Durant because we have nobody that can do that. And no. I mean zero zilch nada unless right. you want to put Giannis on him, which the Pinheads do. And no. I mean I do too sometimes, but. You got to think about it logically, and it exerts way too much energy defensively. And right, you need, and that's you need him again. Offensive. That's that's why the Bucks were able to win that series because they had a guy who could just fuck with Kevin Durant for seven games and not have to do anything on offense. Right, and that's that's what we're missing. So, just anybody that's like north of six eight, um, that's got a modicum of athleticism, and tsunami poppy would be would be, I think, a guy, if you could somehow pull it off, that I would love to bring in. Yeah, I mean, with the injury, I think there is maybe more of a chance, right? Uh, yeah, Bucks that's the do, other thing. Do the P.J. Tucker thing where it's like, hey, take your time. We really need you for the postseason. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready to roll. And and here we are. And we are – we're there for it. So and, it, could be, it could be P.J. Tucker or it could be Marvin Williams. You never yeah, know. Yeah, well, right. And what's so funny <laughs> – is I'm staying with Charlotte. I'm going to go PJ Washington. Okay. I don't know if PJ Washington's going to be available, but I mean, there's a lot to like here. Firmer first round pick. He's 24 years old. He did, you know, qualifying offer next year is 7.9, which isn't a lot, right? That's not, 
It's not a ton. And then a restricted free agent. Oh, that, yeah. And if they don't take that, he's a restricted free agent. So he could get a deal from somebody else, too. And if he gets, like, a massive deal, some team's like, we want P.J. Washington for 475 because he lights it up with the Bucks. Fuck it. Go take that. Mm-hmm. But then that gives you another big that can, you know, shoot the ball, that kind of maybe, you know, is a stopgap with Bobby. I do worry about minutes. Um, That would be my only thing. It's like, is there enough minutes there? I, I, I can't count on Serge Baca. Um, he's been out for personal reasons, whatever's going yeah. on there. Um, and I don't know. I, I think you maybe need one more defender. The only other worry I'd have with Washington and why he's like third for me is just he's young, right? Like that's that. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the big, big moment in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, coming from Charlotte and, you know, who has never played a big game no. and, you know, maybe in college for PJ Washington, but yeah, that's good I, I, I like it in a vacuum, obviously. Um, somebody with some athleticism and, um, you know, hopefully catch some lobs. He's a pretty good shooter, at least against the bucks he is. And, um, so I'm, I'm merely going off those samples and yeah, I mean, but, but I think you were, you were kind of hit it though. Like the minutes thing is, is mm-hmm. interesting unless he would really take off. Right. And then it would, then you could maybe play him with Giannis, you know, for spurts. And, um, cause I think that's, that'd be a nice hand and glove fit with him oh, yeah. Giannis where you just let Giannis stay down low and he could kind of float around and, um, right. I, but, I look at, I just look at that. I mean, his defensive rating isn't that great. It's like 115 over a hundred. So it's not, not ideal. Right. But sometimes is that the sum of the parts, right? Is that because you're playing on Charlotte versus you're an actually bad defender? Yeah. That's well, what's, what's Bobby Portis. What's uh, his defensive well, rating? It can't be any well, better. Well, that's why I just, I just wonder if the Bucs do look at a big guy because they can't trust Bobby in the playoffs because of how bad his defense is. Yeah. 109.2, which seems fraudulent. I think that's that's aided by uh, Mr. Lopez and Mr. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, uh, because, no, but yeah. you're, you're, like, you're right, though, because you can't really trust Bobby no. as much as we love him. You can't. Yeah. You Obviously, Serge Ibaka is probably as good as gone at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, Serge never never, could... never really never really was on the team. It was a, a mirage. Yeah. And um, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but um Yeah, you, you were right. That's that's okay. And Giannis called him a screen setter on his on his <laughs> YouTube channel, and that was it. And uh that's fine. Uh, I don't know what the fuck Serge expected. Um, you know, between Brooke, Giannis, and Bobby, there aren't a lot of big minutes to go around. No. And if he's unhappy with playing time, you know. Shouldn't have signed that contract right. and wasted everybody's time. So, so a couple things on Bobby stats wise, his offensive rating when he came to the Bucks year one, 121, it's now at 116. The defensive rating has actually stayed the same all three years. It just looks worse. Um, and his three-point shooting, 47% uh, in 2021, 21-22, 39%. This year it is a 32%. And he's attempting about six threes a game right now, which mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot. So I don't know. I was pretty critical of the Bucks and saying my patient was patience was wearing thin. 
on Tuesday's show, and then they came back and dominated. <laughs> uh, I didn't even say dominated against Toronto, but they played really well against Toronto besides a bad second quarter, and it, it kind of rubbed it right in my face. And they, they seemed as loose as they've been in a long time. And I don't know. That's just like, it's like, okay, maybe maybe the Calvary is coming back. I really hope that we see everybody on, on Saturday and it's just no more fucking around time and it's just kind of time to go. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and it's we're now into second half of the mathematical season and or mathematical second half of the season, if I could speak yeah, gotcha. correctly. Yeah, I got gotcha. um, And yeah, in terms of Bobby, you know, when he's the only big guy on the active roster, I mean, there are going to be, well, besides Brooke, there are going to be times where he's going to have to be the center out there with, you know, four bums, if you will. And it's going to look really bad. And again, I'm not, I'm not defending him, but there is some optics that are, that are not great when, no, you know, it's Bobby Portis, Joe Ingles is probably your four who, you know, couldn't guard. I mean, well, I think Joe Ingles is crafty enough. He can get by. Yeah, but Joe. As, as a Joe team had a nice, he had a nice play. Was that against Siakam late late in the game last last night? That he had a yeah. good good defense on Siakam. Right. Uh, but Bobby, go back to last night. Like he just Fred Van. They kept getting him in switches with Van Vliet. Van Vliet kept taking him to the lane. And Van Vliet is what eight inches shorter than Bobby. Like that. I mean, I understand. Like if he blows by you, but Van Vliet also isn't. Like the fastest guy, but he's not. He's not Khalid Alamine, but like he's somewhere in between. And so it's like you should at least be able to block one of those fucking shots. Yeah, yeah. He's just that's just not his game. They, they, I know. There's just there's just stretches without when Brooks not out there. Giannis said, you know, he just have no rim protection whatsoever. So no, no, absolutely not. So we'll uh, we'll have to see. It'll be interesting to see if the Bucks make any moves. We'll obviously react to them as they do happen. Speaking of making moves, our guy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last time we talked about the Packers, we thought we were gearing up towards a playoff run. Uh, you and yeah. I didn't happen. Uh, you know, I I think we put the cart a little bit before the horse. Maybe more so me. I uh, shouldn't use put throw you in that conversation. Um, we don't need to recap that. That's dead and buried. It's in the it's in the trash. Not here, here to talk about the past. Year. Not here to talk about the past. Although some people are saying as Adam Schefter did on uh, local ESPN radio today was like, yeah, this feels a lot like 2021 where the drama's back. And I kind of wanted to like, just go to Shefty and be like, motherfucker, like you started the drama. Like, it, I mean, the reason we had drama in 2021 was you like look <laughs> in the mirror one time you sat on a story until the NFL draft. And then you decided to drop it because you knew it would look good for the mothership. So don't come to me and be like, Oh Yeah. This is, you know, whatever, so-and-so. Yeah, it's pissed me off. Anyways, oh, yeah. um, Rogers, the vibes seem different. Um, I The McAfee interview was really weird. Um, it was, I kind of talked about it yesterday, so I don't need to go over it again. So now well, the, we're kind I of, mean, he, he did this last year. It's it's the same shit. And, you know, where, he, and, I, you know, I'm not one of these people that expects a decision immediately. No. So for everyone to get pissed off about that, I mean, just, you know. Settle, you know, calm your tits. We're not even, it's going to be at least on the other side of the Super Bowl. So. Well, right. And then Rogers, just to cut in, Rogers said, like, I don't think we should have hiring and firing of coaches until after the Super Bowl. So that's the, if that's the guy's mindset, which I disagree with, but 
if that's his mindset, like, all right, then, then yeah, he's definitely not thinking about football for the next couple of weeks. He's just probably just beating cheeks with his new young girlfriend. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. let him, let him just live. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, that, that's fine. But you know, the whole, he does just say some dumb shit and yeah, he's a very smart guy. There's the, it's like the McAfee thing. He is comfortable to just kind of let it fly and that's cool. But like, there might be some consequences, you know, where, you know, you say stuff about rebuilds and like who, who said they're rebuilding. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, I think that the perspective of you and me and nationally and everything is like, they don't have that many holes. I mean, the defense is, is solid. I mean, you might need a new coordinator, but, um, and then offensively, it's like we're like one or two pass catching weapons away from from probably having a good offense again. So, yeah. you know, that can be you hit on you hit on you hit on a first round draft pick and again and you sign a tight end, for example, um, or or vice versa. I mean, you could be right back there. I mean, the offensive line, unless like Bakhtiari is a complete negative uh, going forward, was, which is he was really good to finish the year. Like he was really, I don't really understand the notion of like getting rid of Bakhtiari in the sake of caps and saving money. Like he's your left tackle. Like until he isn't your left tackle, like keep him there. But he has to but he give me like 14 games, you know, like, I mean, I I don't disagree. I I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think I do wonder if green Bay presents Rogers and says, Hey, look, here's what we're thinking about. I know you want your guys back. I get that. But, Adam Thielen is available. I think you would consider him a Randall Cobb like type of the type of guy, a veteran receiver, a guy that Rodgers has had a relationship with, um, a guy who's a was a Packer fan growing up, even in Minnesota. Um, I just think that would be a savvy sort of move. And yeah, I yeah. know you love I know you love big, big dog Aaron, but maybe we'll bring back Tunyon. But this is a really good tight end draft. Look at all these young tight ends. Look at how good all these young tight ends look like. Like you have to, you have to like these guys. And, and I think you'd really enjoy playing with a Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Who's a little older, uh, who's a little more experienced, who will be around the second round for those who aren't familiar with the draft. It's like, I, I just, it, I feel like if you presented in that way, and if Rogers still tells you to fuck off, then okay. Then if he's like, no, I want my guys back. Then it's like, all right, we're done here. And you just start looking for deals. <laughs> yeah i mean wow I, yeah, I don't i don't think it's like an ultimatum and we'll get into like percentages and see where rogers is going and so i guess we can start with the trade I, I so i'll lay out that scenario they've been much more communicative with rogers after he came back after he laid it out in that training camp uh press conference a couple years ago so i i will say that there i think there is probably for doing a hundred i i put it at around like a 30 to 40% chance he gets traded. I, I just don't really see it. Um, the contract yeah. is so goofy. I I really don't think the Jets, I know they brought in Nathaniel Hackett for their offensive coordinator, which raised a couple eyebrows, being like, oh, are they basically trying to do what the Broncos did? Like, Joe Douglas is a really smart GM. Like, I know the Jets have struggled. The Jets did not finish the way they wanted to. But Joe Davis, had, Joe Douglas, uh, Joe Davis, the Fox broadcaster, Joe Douglas has built a monster there. Like they have a emerging young team. I just, 
I yeah, don't they, think Joe the, Douglas the, is going to make – I like. I think they'd be more likely to dump the farm for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, now, but if you're Rodgers and, you know, I think the Jets are – you're right. The Jets are – the Jets had some bad injury luck the last half of the season. Totally. I mean, obviously, losing losing Brees Hall was – I think killed them. Yeah. And, um, you know, it made Zach Wilson <laughs> a pumpkin and – I mean, not that he was great with him in there, but at least they had, you know, like an elite level offensive threat that, you know, may, may allowed them to move the ball consistent, consistently anyway. So, yeah, I mean, if you were Rodgers, I'm like, I mean, maybe the Jets wouldn't be horrible, you know. Well, uh, and he has a relationship with Zach Wilson, which I didn't think about when I was opening that up. but And so well, maybe true. he looks at it and says, all right, well, I get a guy watch me that, for a year. And... Yeah, I can te- I can teach this guy. I can put him under my arm, and the Jets maybe that pushes Douglas into that direction, and then they can sell to the fan base like, "Hey, we're trying to win a Super Bowl here, but also we're going to build for the future." And Zach's still our quarterback. He's just going to learn from Rogers for a year or two and go to Rogers School, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the thing there at the end of the day, though, for me is like. You're the Jets and you want to find a stopgap for a year. Do you, I mean, don't you just maybe try to sign Tom Brady or yeah, Brady or Derek, Derek Carr? Yeah. So, because again, that all comes, that comes back to the Rogers contract. Like, that's yep. why I would say it's like, I'd say an 80% chance he's back. Okay. Just, I just, I, who, who's going to take that deal on and why would he walk away from that? Right um, now, he has said it's not about the money, but uh, I mean, I can wish in one hand, shit in the other, and you know, it's like that. Don't don't piss down my leg and tell me it's raining. Basically, right. I guess is the analogy. Right. And of and, course, and, and, of course, it's about the money, and yeah. you know, otherwise he wouldn't play. And, and he's I not guess, married. That's the other thing. Like he right. has no his wife. He does not have any income from his wife. It's not like there's no second income now. If like the Eden's relationship goes crazy, Eden's obviously has a ton of money from her father, who is a very, very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I think the conversation changes a little bit about the money because all of a sudden he has kind of rolled himself into wealth. True. But also if their relationship goes goes well, maybe he wants to go to New York because that's where Yeah, I- right. <laughs> that's where she resides. Or LA or the Los Angeles area. They're Maybe Vegas because Vegas to LA is like a three-hour drive of a private plane. It's like nothing. It's like right an hour. So, um, yes, that is possible. Do you? So you don't think there is any chance he retires? I would say retiring is probably more likely than a trade for me. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I was kind of the the same at this time last year with it too, where it just was like, right? I mean, after the playoffs, I guess, but. Um, where it's just like, I don't, I don't see him being gone and I don't know if I'd want that, but you know, if I, I don't know if I want to trade him, trading him or having him play for another team would be, would be weird. If he oh, retired yeah. again, as I said, in one, of, in one of our podcasts for our Christmas wish list or whatever it was, yeah. uh, I would just kind of wish he would retire and make it easy. And I think the fans would be happy um for once in that they could they can appreciate what he did and also acknowledge that it's been 12 years since they won the Super Bowl and 
you know, it might be time to try something else instead of dealing with this fucking nonsense the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, him retiring and working on a contract structure where it doesn't screw over the Packers would be lovely, right? I just don't think Rodgers is going to go out like this, missing yeah. the playoffs, um, not even getting as close to the Super Bowl. I, I just do not think he's going out that way. I really do not. Um, I think the same about Tom Brady. Like, I, I think Tom Brady can't can't end his career this way. And yeah. we've seen this now with Drew Brees. We saw this with Ben Roethlisberger and, and Peyton Manning, for that matter. Now, it worked out for Peyton, but his arm was a fucking noodle. And the yeah. only reason he won another Super Bowl is because they had an awesome defense. One of the best defenses of the last probably 20 years. So I, I think I think Tom is still really good, actually. Oh, I just think okay. that, that well, okay, really good is relative. But, I mean, to, he had so much burden. Right. Through the this most, year. He, he led the league in pass attempts at age fucking 45. That's crazy. Right. That's, now, that's nuts. To contradict myself a little bit or, or, or critique that, is that his fault or is that, you know, because like with like him and Rogers, guys like that, where it's like you have you can do whatever you want. Um, You can't tell me you're not checking out a handful of runs or more per game. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was probably his decision to throw the ball 66 goddamn times against the Cowboys. But when he, when your offensive line is completely you know decimated and has been all year, you know, it's hilarious how like a year ago we were sitting here like Tampa Bay's loaded. They have a great offensive line, a great defense, and they brought everybody back and blah, 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 all these weapons, Julio Jones. And now it's like, you know, Tom can't leave Tampa fast enough and no. that's fine, but he's going to have to go to a place where, you know, they're ready to win. They don't have a quarterback. They have a good offensive line, you know, some weapons, a good defense. Uh, maybe that is the Jets. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, I mean, speaking of the playoffs themselves, uh, any any thoughts on anything that would, I guess, impact Packers? I mean, if the Dallas wins again, there will be a lot of Mike McCarthy retrospect. I'm sure we'll probably mm-hmm. talk about it too. Uh, but yeah, at there the will same be a, time, there will be a match night of in peace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, did the Packers make the wrong mistake? It's like, there's someone did point out, like, the Packers only won two playoff games with Matt LaFleur. And I'm like, yeah, that that's fair. Um, that's worth at least a footnote. I don't know if we're at the conversational piece yet with Matt LaFleur. Maybe one more bad playoff, you know, issue, and then I think we might have to have, start having conversations because then that's three in a row. Uh, but I'm, I'm not there yet. I do think Dallas – almost looked too happy to beat Tampa Bay. Um, I, I, at first I was like, ah, you know what? I actually think this Dallas team can beat San Francisco and I might end up going that way. I just, at some point Brock Purdy, man, it's going to, it's yeah. going to go bad. And it, it was on the way going bad. Seattle's just dog shit. And that yeah. was my whole point with the Packers and that I didn't watch a lot of that game tra- transparently. Actually, I didn't watch any of that game. I watched a little bit of highlights. I was, you know, still sipping on pina coladas hanging out looking at butts, but uh, that's one of those things where it's, uh, it's just, uh, well, I, it's, it's the best defense that Purdy's seen. Yeah. Or at least like the best, like Micah Parsons, you know I mean? Yeah. Don't think he's fat. I think he's, I, I heard today that he, they faced Washington, San Francisco did. They faced Washington without Chase Young. Right. Um, 
and like Carolina was a good defense, but I don't. He didn't. Even yeah, play that was them. a they, no. Purdy didn't play against them, and yeah, he hasn't played really that good of defense defenses. Also, that San Francisco team really hasn't played that many good quarterbacks in this in this sort of run. And Dak yeah. Prescott, I don't think is great by any means, but I I do think Dak Prescott is you know he he can d- do some stuff. And C.D. Lamb is really a tough guy to guard. And so yeah, I, I I still might talk myself into Cowboys winning that football game, but I I think it would actually help Packers in a weird way if the NFC East is the two the two final if it's like Philly and Dallas in the in the NFC championship because I think you'd look at it it'd be annoying for you know Midwesterners, but they played that entire Eastern Conference this year, or and I, I or East uh, NFC, NFC East, yeah. I think you have to at least consider that when you think about the record, you think about all the struggles, like they played a really hard schedule this year, not excusing some of the shit that happened, but it was, it was a lot more difficult than it looked on paper to start the year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I see. I still have the Niners winning just because I think they're, I don't want to they're kind of a perfect team my opinion. Yeah. Just, you know, I can't really see them losing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it really would be Brock Purdy. Live with him and he die with him, but die by him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He doesn't look that bad. I'll say that. I no, I don't. No, I mean, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't look scared. It, so. it was weird to see like Tom Brady comparisons. Like, it's like, oh, this is like well, 2001 New England. I'm like, all right, settle down. Like, settle down. Even the Kurt Warner stuff. Like, just like those teams. Those teams were so good. Like, those, I mean, those teams were – maybe the Rams were a little bit more just out of nowhere. Like, San Francisco is much better than those, that Rams team and that Patriots team year one. Yeah. Like I mean, the Niners have an awesome defense. Um, yeah, they have everything. They have everything. They have everything you'd want. Like, Christian McCaffrey is a absolute stud. He's been so good this year. And, yeah. Evo, Kittle, Ayuk I- is good. Um even the fucking Juwan Jennings or whatever his name is, yeah. is like a pretty damn good like third receiver. Good offensive line, good good secondary. They got the uh, I can't pronounce his name the Samoan uh, safety. Uh, yeah, he's really good. Like they got oh, they got yeah they got a lot man. And you look at that other game, and I still have wonders of Jalen Hurts the playoff quarterback. I've said that a few times. That take is still there for me. I uh, I just the Giants. Do they have like is is there enough there for the Giants to you know make this close? They're not going to be afraid of that Eagles team. They've seen them twice. They know what they're about. Um, I think it will be a close game. I just don't know if the Giants have enough to to finish it all four quarters. Yeah, right. I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, we'll see. Is uh, is Kayvon Thibodeau healthy? I know he gets hurt like uh, every game. Yeah, I don't like, know. But... I don't know. Um, it'll, yeah, it'll be fun, man. It's gonna be a really good weekend. Like all those games, like there's not one stinker in there. Like Jags, yeah, could... Jags are gonna, Jags are gonna beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry for the cough. That's very interesting. You say that our uh, our good friend uh, Murph, friend of the program, has a large, significant tease uh, between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Where basically just all he needs is the Chiefs and Eagles to win. Win. It's you know. And I'm just like, something's going to screw it up. I'm like, I love it. I just, there's something, 
so obvious there, and something's going to screw it up, and I could see it being the Chiefs because Andy Reid has had some major playoff blunders in the past. Not well, really with Kansas City, but with, with the other with, – Right, with, uh, with the Eagles. He did actually have one with Kansas City. Remember Mariota came into Kansas City and beat them? The, the like, Titans game, yeah. Yeah. For, was that was Alex Reed. Smith, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not Mahomes. So, but that was – Mahomes was a rookie, right? And he just wasn't playing. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I honestly haven't seen the spread in that Jags game, but I'm guessing it's double nine. digits, right? It's nine. Oh. It's oh. nine. So, um, I'll also say this, too. If Mahomes loses before the Super Bowl – He's going to get a lot of the same shit Aaron Rodgers has got for the last couple of years. Potentially. Potentially. Um, that'd be pretty early. Oh, I know, but, but that's the way, that's the media. That's we that's all they have, right? It's you haven't won a championship. Um, you well, you know. And then it and then it, the Trevor Lawrence hype would go through the fucking roof. Oh god. Yeah, the Trevor Lawrence hype would be out of this world. Um, I, I think too, Josh Allen would have some of that shrapnel, right? Does Josh Allen need to control himself to be an, an NFL quarterback, uh, like, or be like a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I mean, obviously he's an NFL quarterback. I, I think there'd be some of that a little bit if they were to lose, Well, we'll just have to see. Yeah. I, that Bill's Bengals game the, should be a blast. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 Mitch, I kind of like all the dogs, buddy. I think it's the dog. It might be a dog weekend. Yeah. Dogs are barking, huh? Usually, uh, usually a bad sign. If you like all, <laughs> you like you have to find one favorite where you're like, all right, that's, you feel that's good the, about. Yeah, that's the one it's favorite. Tough. It's tough in the NFL playoffs, though. I mean, it's just no, like, it is. Yeah, all these teams are pretty good, and then like the fucking Giants, who I don't think are that great, but they'll like they'll find a way to hang around. You know they will. Yeah. So yeah, dimes, dimes is good. And like, realistically, the Jags will probably get destroyed. But yeah, I think that would be the one that you would look at that because their defense sucks. Their defense isn't good. It just isn't. And they had a they had a good run because they played bad quarterbacks. They played Davis Mills. They played Josh Dobbs. They played somebody else in that right. like three game stretch. They got absolutely torched in the middle of the season. And you do wonder if that's just going to happen again. And the only way it wouldn't is if the Chiefs play with their food. Um, exactly. Maybe, That's what I'm thinking is like Saturday afternoon, kicking off the wild card weekend, haven't played in two weeks. I mean, I don't know. Those buys scare me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I worry about the buy more for the Eagles than I do the Chiefs. Yeah, just because I, they're not they're Yeah, the, the Chiefs have done it before. And I mean, the Chiefs are always the top two seed. And yeah. it they've certainly been there. But, you know, I don't know. It's no also Tyree weird. Kill, man. No Tyree yeah. Kill anymore. Yeah. So. The, la- the last thought I have on it, it's it's weird to like a Giants team. I've never really liked the Giants. I never liked Coughlin. I, you know, it's just, you know, obviously some bad playoff memories. You don't, you don't have to like the Giants, Charlie. I don't know why you would do that. Well, but. I like Brian Dable. I like Brian Dable. Like, Brian Dable's a yeah. fucking awesome. Like, I, you wouldn't have a beer with Brian Dable? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Whoa! Give me, give me, give me another year. Of, okay. Of you know, boy, that's not even that's not even like you need another year. That's just like, hey, do you seem like a chill dude who'd like to crush beer and drink wings or eat wings, crush beer? I was thinking about like the Giants. Have they ever been? Yes, they probably have. But it seems like they're always like a ten-win team. When they yeah. do make the playoffs, they're like the sixth seed, and they fucking don't lose. 
Uh, they they had some one seeds back in the eighties in the Parcells Belichick. I think um, they they must have had like a one yeah. seed in the last oh, ten yeah. or fifteen years too, like uh-huh. with like Strahan yeah. or something. I'll look it up. I will. And I, I will. I'm just I'm just forgetting it because what well, what was it? Eli Manning. He won two Super Bowls, and then the other years he made the playoffs. He never won a game, right? Yeah, yeah. They Which lost. The, yeah, they talk about talk about flukes. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So they. They won to their vision and oh, they were 12. They were in 2008, they were 12 and four, lost yeah. in the divisional round. Um, they lost, let's see here, trying to look. But was Eli a rookie that year? Um, no, that they, they won the Super Bowl the year prior. They were, I think, they were the one seed in 2000 oh, and they lost the Super Bowl to the Ravens. They got shit pumped, but that was like just a bad playoffs. Cause the giants ship pumped the Vikings 41 to nothing. Who could forget? Um, you can't because it's against the Vikings in the championship game in, in the Meadowlands go back to super bowl for the first time since the nineties. And then they lost, they were 13 and they back to back years, 12 and four and 13, three in 89 and 90. They were fourteen and two so, in that eighty-six year with Lawrence. You're going Taylor. back basically to oh yeah before our life, our, our you know our recollection. So right before when um, cocaine was e- easily used in the locker room with Lawrence Taylor. Yes, sure, right. So they had a little special sauce going back then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of special sauce, secret sauce, Brewers. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of secret sauce. You bet. American That's- Family Field. You gotta, you gotta get it going, man. And uh, the Brewers made a move with Brian Anderson, not the announcer. I don't know how many, jo- how many times that joke's gonna be fucking used. Oh, I'll probably hate it. I'm hated by, annoyed. Uh, I'll probably hate it by like April twentieth. I guess they're gonna have him play third base. That seems like he's going to be the third base option. I don't know if I love that. Um, I would prefer it to be, hey, put him in a rotation with with Urias, with Trang, um, maybe out of the outfield. It seems like they're committed to having him as a third baseman. Anderson was really good uh, in the first few years of his career, and then he's been battling a shoulder injury, not in his throwing shoulder, So, and it's not been as good. So, kind of what do you think about that? What do you think about the move? Um, and then we'll uh, talk about some other Brewer stuff uh, after that. Well, he was a guy that I guess was in the back of my head of, you know, okay, he's a third baseman, but I – I knew that he hasn't been very good the last couple of years. I, then I actually looked at the numbers and that would back that up. Um, a lot of injuries and stuff. So again, he's another reclamation project and, but I think there's potential there. I'd, I'd rather have him than some type of three man rotation or, or platoon at, at third base. Um, you know, I'm, not a huge platoon guy. I think it's it is necessary at times, but obviously the Brewers are and a lot of baseball is married to that now. The righty lefty splits and stuff like that. I don't know. I got I should have looked at his numbers against can does he mash it's, lefties at least? No, not really. He's a yeah. splits guy. It's really well against righties. So he's casting uh, here. Yeah, maybe. He might be. Um and you know, maybe this is the year that Craig Council finally gives Casting a chance. Who knows? Uh, probably not. Well, they brought him yeah. back. I, mean, I know. I know. I, yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised by that. I was surprised he wasn't in a deal or something. They decided to bring him back. Like they're, they've brought the band back. And I think if the Brewers can like make a deal in terms of an extension, 
it's a pretty good offseason. Like, if they're able to get a good deal, affordable deal for Willie Adamas or for Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns obviously the least likely. Like, good offseason. But that hasn't happened yet. And Well, it ain't coming, so. So you do not think, and we can talk about this on another show, you don't think that they're going to do any sort of extension moves? No, I don't. Oh, wow. That's, I mean. With like, with Adamus or Woodruff or somebody like that? No, I don't think so. So do you think that's more player driven or more team driven? That a deal's not getting done? Right. That it's, they're going to hold out for the bigger money because they saw all the money that was made last year. Well, I mean, the Brewers just aren't, aren't, maybe Woodruff. Um, But. I just, yeah, I realistic. I don't see that's team driven, man. I mean, they they did they just can't afford Woodruff at seven years and you know two hundred million or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not talking about two hundred million. I'm talking you know shorter deal where basically it gives them a second chance at free agency. Um, and you know if you give Brandon Woodruff four years, one hundred and twenty, Brandon Woodruff can go back into the free agency market at after that. You can get another big deal get another deal that's similar. It's a question if they want full-ass financial security. But then Woodruff would be like 34 years old? Yeah, I know, but look at what the deal fucking Verlander got. I'm not saying Woodruff is Verlander, but like you still can get paid as a baseball player at 34. It's in the NBA. And those are awful deals. Ah, I agree. Mitch, I'm not – look, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying the business of baseball, which sucks, and – it's 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 terrible right now. Baseball is is at the worst it's been. It is more like the Premier League than ever before. There's been nothing that we've seen closer to the Premier League than we do right now with baseball. Yeah. It's the haves versus the have nots. Yeah. And I and is. I know I know there's a lot of people that would say, hey, that's loser talk. But it's the reality of it. Yeah. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's it's well, it's it's getting worse. It's just yeah. You've got Steve Cohen now who does not care. No. Now, granted, the Carlos Correa thing fell through, so I guess that is a little bit and, cooled off. But... And Scott Boris ripped Steve Cohen. Like, really not happy <laughs> with Steve Cohen. And that's well, that's like one guy you do not piss off. And I appreciate Scott it. Boris or, yeah, yeah. or Steve Cohen? No, I mean, you could say maybe both. But, like, I, I do appreciate telling, telling Boris to shove it up his ass. Like, I, I really do. Oh, yeah, like, of I, course. I mean, that's... That's kind of goat status, right? My if first thought that, was like, it was like, if you're Boris, do you really want to fuck with Steve Cohen? Who? Yeah, maybe not. At the end of the day, it might be one of three owners that will actually pay pay one of your fucking players. Right. I mean, no, no. I mean, no. That's that's worth. That's also worth because the Yankees, people forget, aren't exactly, uh, you know, our our older brothers, Yankees that just no. didn't didn't give a shit. They I seem mean, they, to be. They did sign Carlos Rodon. Yeah, they didn't give Carlos Rodon a big deal, but. Yeah, the Dodgers have done like nothing this this offseason. Yeah, but at some point they had to come to roost. I mean, Christ. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they they spent all their shit last year. Right, and they have a bunch of young talent. And they have a right. bunch of young talent, and there are no trades being made. Um, now, I did see yesterday that Luis Arias, is that how you pronounce it, the Twins guy? Luis Arias. Arias. Arias, basically, up, yeah. Brought up in a trade for Pablo Lopez, and I that my ears perked because I'm like, 
you know, if we could get Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff for a rise and some other guys, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I at least have to have a meeting. Wow. I don't know. I mean, trading maybe, maybe trading, Burns. trading no, an no, ace no. for. No, nah, that's stupid. Uh, that's stupid. That's stupid. But Aaron Ashby? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you, I think I would do that. Freddie Peralta? Yeah. I mean, that that's a little more you're talking yeah. fair value. Yeah. Probably Freddie Peralta. That would probably be it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's still, like, I I know that it's annoying to preach, like, it's there's still a lot of time in this offseason. Like, there's still time for moves yeah. to be made. And this is right around the time where I got cranky at David Stearns a couple of years ago, Colt Long signed. Now, I think Colt Long is a more impactful signing than a Brian Anderson. But it's also not to say that there couldn't be more things that are coming down the pipeline here right before pitchers and catchers report. I just, like, what do you... I don't know. I I, what, I would. What, hope, they, I, what what do they need? I will say this: it would be like nice. They're they're, they're they're pretty set. I mean, Adam Duvall or Tommy Pham would have been nice today. I they both signed. Okay. Duvall went to the Red Sox. Pham went to the Mets. Those either of those guys would have been kind of nice have to like have. Nine outfielders. But they're all young. They don't have any veterans, except for Elch. So oh are we God. just gonna are we just gonna go full on youth movement? And just completely go to the other side of the spectrum. I do think I mean, you could. That would be better could, than what they did last year. Interesting. So you would be okay. They're not going if, to though. I mean, they 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 have Winker, and yeah, they have Winker. I mean, Winker's gonna be DH though. I mean, Winker's terrible defensively. There's no. I don't want Jesse Winker playing more than fifty games. Long. So then your outfield is probably Mitchell and Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, Yelich. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah you, like, you do probably need a right fielder. Yeah, I mean, Hunt, Hunter Renfro would be great. Um, with Hunter a Jesse Ren- Winker. Hunter Renfro is trash. I don't think Hunter Renfro what? is. Yeah, I don't. He wasn't. He what? What's your like? He had one big moment where he was hustling around the bases. Maybe not trash, but I. He's I don't, not trash. Yeah. He's just. He's just. He's. He's about. He's Tony Snell. I mean. Yeah. He's better than Tony Snell, but he's. He's like a, just a really solid player. He's just a I guy. Mean, I just think he's a jag. Like I really do. I think he's just the guy. Like I, I don't. I think you. There's Hunter Renfro's on every baseball team. That's basically my point. I mean, are there, wrong. are there guys growing on trees that hit like two sixty five and twenty five homers and? But Mitch, he's been on five teams in five years. Why? Is I know. Why? Why? Wait. Answer. Answer the fucking question. Why is he? Why is that been? Because he's Tobias Harris, and he's he's good enough that you're. That you want him on your team, but not good enough that you're going to give him a long term deal. But Tobe's got a long term deal from Philadelphia. Yeah, and look what would have got him. So, so like, I I think you're proving my point that that Hunter Renfro really fits in every roster. But there's something that it, that prevents people from saying, "Hey, I want to give this guy four years, eighty million dollars." Yeah, for sure, and. I mean, he would have still been under team control for one more year, right? Um, and then, I'm telling you, I'm thinking this year is this year is going to be it. All right. So it's, you're you're like the windows closed. I know you're down. I understand being down on the Brewers. I get it. I will say it was encouraging to see all the fans for their cold drafts or what was it hot draft? I don't cold drafts. I don't Brewers. even. I don't even know what it was. I whatever. Terrible name. Um, it was a clusterfuck. Uh, the Brewers again trip on their own deck. Uh, it's unbelievable. 
how much they've done this. I'm so nervous that Antonacio is going to say something dumb. Uh, you, have <laughs> Phil, you have Phil Castellani say some dumb shit for the Reds. Then you had John Angelos attacking reporters. was like, we're not talking about the Orioles' ownership issues on MLK Day. How dare you? All this, like, virtue signaling bullshit. I was like, I was watching this. It's a long video. It's very awkward. It's like four minutes long. Uh, you can look it up on Twitter, John Angelos. I was looking at it, and I'm just like, motherfucker, this this Mark, Mark's going to do this. This is going to happen. And then I got to come on, whether it's with you or just myself, and not necessarily defend it, but being like, okay. Like, I, I will say this, and I will head – Towards your side of the aisle, if there are no extensions done before the year's over, before this year starts. If there are okay. no extensions done, I inch. And if there are no extensions done by, like, let's say June, I get more close to you. And I say, like, all right, well, are we just going to trade these guys? Like, what are we going to do? Are we just going to go real youth movement, full rebuild, wait for Torrio, and who number three on Baseball America for uh, top prospects, by the way. So get out of my face when telling me I hype him up too much. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I hope it I hope it go he goes to number one. Yeah, well Save, saves the franchise. Mitch, I, I did I don't know if you saw my tweet today. Uh, I screenshotted what baseball America said. Now I can read it to you. Sure. Uh Henderson and Carroll talking about Gunnar Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll, uh uh Orioles A's respectively. Open the year at the top of the list, but likely won't be there long. Both should graduate in the first few weeks of the regular season. If that happens, they'll give way to Brewers outfielder Jackson Trio, breakout star of the 2022 minor league season. At just 18 years old, Trio showed enough skills and tools to jump over the Arizona Complex League into full season ball in early May, opened up his time in low A with a bang, and never stopped hitting in a year that saw him finish in double A. He has as much upside as any player on this list. So then I tweeted, Jackson Trio is the future. I'm not ready to use the G word in terms of impact, but it's very much possible. Do you know that G word I'm talking about? Goat? No, Giannis. Uh-huh. So yeah, goat. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, and that's what I said to you at some point, I think during late in the season, like, you know, it's honestly, it's going to come down to this guy quite a bit because. Yeah. And, and I do like, I do. I don't, I don't see any other way they, they acquire or develop an elite level talent like that. Well, Jefferson Quiro is supposed to be also pretty good. Not, not at this level, but just Jefferson Quiro. There's easy, a lot easy of, on that. I'm pretty, it would, I probably Quiro? pronounce Quiro. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But I, I apologize. Quiro is a little, a little, uh, Oh, Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Where offensive yeah, potentially? Yeah, my bad. That was not intended. That was not intended. I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, yes, I do think that there is a. If you were to tell me, and they would never tell the the commoner, but if you were to say, "All right, yeah, we're actually saving all our money because we're going to give him a, a massive deal similar to what we've seen from Julio Rodriguez." And a couple of the other prominent young guys recently, I think you I think you gotta gotta appreciate that. You gotta you gotta buy into that, but that's probably two years away. And so are you able to hold on for two years? I don't know. Jackson Trio is really number three in baseball America, huh? Yeah. 
He's the future, man. Get with it or get gone. I don't I don't think he'll be up this year. I think that would be a lofty right. goal. But they must I, they must not have seen that 087 in, in double A. He's fucking he was fucking 18, my my, my man. Like and it's only Eric, it's only six games, but I had to I had to fuck with you. That's fine. I appreciate that. Um and uh yeah, so that should be uh this should be today's program. Uh we I'll be back Monday. We're taking off tomorrow, kind of trying to do more of a four day four day thing, not necessarily all five days. I just don't think people need to hear from me all five days. Kind of gets repetitive. I don't know what you think about that, Mitch. But uh so I won't I won't be recapping Marquette for you on on uh Friday. Uh they are up so far against uh, Providence as we head to halftime. I and they're honoring the two thousand three team. Surprised I didn't hear a chirp from you like Hey, we're starting to get 82 Brewers ish with this Marquette team. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of was waiting for it all day. Never got it. A little disappointed in you. But uh, I also would put that Marquette team right up there with those Wisconsin teams in 2014, 2015. I think they, I think they certainly could compete in terms of like best college teams of the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, no, I'll, I'll let you have it. That's fine. So, yeah, it's it's uh. It's great. That's all you great. got. I know. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of good times with Buzz Williams. I mean, Buzz Williams turned out to be kind of an asshole, but like you gotta, you gotta at least re- recall the fact that they were they went to three straight Sweet Sixteens. They got to one Elite Eight. Like they they had a great run for a little while there, and unfortunately it didn't result in a Final Four. But as I say all the time about the Packers and the Bucks, Brewers, it's really hard to win championships. It's Single elimination tournament to win four strike games is really, really tough. Right. No, it is. And I I will already say, no matter, we'll see what happens in this game. Marquette's had some really bad Februaries uh, with Wojo and with Shaka last year was pretty rough too. Um, I think you, you just have to, you know, this is a young team, right? Like, yeah, they might not know better, but it's hard for me to look at this and be like, oh, yeah, they could go beyond the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, they have some nice pieces, but um, probably a little, little too inexperienced for sure. Yeah, that's a would be cool. I mean, that Igodaro oh, looks good. And oh yeah, something I don't know. Whenever I watch Marquette, which isn't all game every game, uh, admittedly, Kolik looks pretty good. I Dude, mean, Kolik's a stud. He has two years left. Like he's a stud. He is one of the best assist to turnover ratios in all the country. He might break the assists record at Marquette this year. He's he's an incredible passer. Like I, I actually think he might he won't get drafted, but I think he's a guy where all of a sudden he's in summer league. He's like, who's this guy throwing lobs to everybody? And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, Tyler Cole is playing rotational minute minutes for the Wizards in like two, three or four years. Yeah, I mean possibly. I mean yeah. it's a it's a a, a guard driven tournament, right? So, oh yeah, no, yeah, that that is that would be the pushback of could Marquette make a run? It'd be like, yeah, they have Tyler Kolek and he does enough there to, and they have enough athleticism to compete with with the big dogs for sure. I mean, they were at the doorstep of beating Purdue, like they were up by nine points with nine minutes to go at Purdue and just fell apart. They were too young, right? And the moment got the best of them, and it's too bad because that would be a huge win. Uh, with how good Purdue is right now, looking like a one seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, it could be a really fun March with Marquette. Wisconsin got back to their winning ways against Penn State. 
UWM is at the top of the Horizon League table with Youngstown and I think Cleveland State. Um, so it could be could be three teams in, which hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Boy, would have probably been like 2014. Yeah, there's that one weird UWM year, but I don't think Marquette got right. it. I, I think that was like the Wojo malaise where they just didn't make the tournament for a few years. So I don't I can't I can't recall when that last happened, but I'm sure we'll start hearing about it if UWM continues to continues to push. But yeah, Bart Lundy doing a great job there. For sure. We we might have to plan the UWM courtside just drunken festival. Might have to look into dates. Well that. last Saturday might have been it might have been the day you were gone. Um yeah. And I ended up not really doing much, but um that would have been they were at home like six o'clock game, I think, on Saturday. They played yeah. in Northern Kentucky or something. Yeah. Yeah. They lost. I, I, yeah, they did lose. Yeah. No, right state. I saw some tweets on that. They lost. That was right state. They lost to the Raiders of uh mighty right state. So anyways, uh we we spry it out. Um, I don't know if you have anything else for people before we uh we sign off. Nah, that's it. Stay safe. Yeah, no doubt. Um and we will see you guys next week. Giannis Jokic, get excited. Um, and I'm sure a lot more hijinks. And we'll see who are the last four remaining in the NFL. All right. Take care. I'm going. Bye. Peace.